0: you're listening to Beyond the Chart, where we go off the record with Baton Rouge General's medical elite. I'm your host, Brogan Taj. Let's get charting. Welcome back to Beyond the Chart. I'm your host, Brogan, and I'm here today with one of our registered dietitians. Her name is Kristen West, and she's here to discuss everything about nutrition. I'm getting her take on everything from counting calories to intermittent fasting to diet culture and even cheat days. Stick around because she's got some great tips.
1: Well, welcome to the podcast, Kristen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having
0: me. Awesome. Or you want to just dive right in? Let's do it. All right. Well, so tell me a little bit more about being a dietitian.
1: Sure. So, being a dietitian, Um, for me has looked a little bit different um, throughout my career as a dietitian, But currently I'm working in the outpatient setting here at Baton Rouge General in the Health and Wellness Center. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really a lot of fun because I get to see such a wide variety of different patients ranging from pediatrics all the way um, to elderly who are Mm -hmm. on tube feedings and then a little bit of everything in between. Um, And I think for me, what is the most fun is helping people work towards their health and fitness goals um, and just seeing their journey in mm-hmm. doing that. Um, and then helping celebrate with them all yeah. of their successes. It's a lot of fun.
0: So do you want to talk a little bit more about the differences between like healthy eating and dieting and
1: like what you do as a dietitian with that? Sure, because there is a clear distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our goal as dietitians is really to help, Educate people on the importance of embracing healthy eating as a lifestyle um, instead of just focusing on more of it, you know, to meet a certain goal, like I need to lose this amount of weight to fit in this dress or, you know, those types of things. So really focusing in on making healthy eating just a part of everyday life Mm -hmm. um, and what that looks like from a practical standpoint and then the barriers to doing that. Um, Just kind of working through those issues with people. Um, I think is is really important. Um, Mm -hmm. And what we see is with a lot of the diet culture, um, it creates this restrictive eating, um, which can often for a lot of people just lead to extra cravings and even binge eating behaviors. Um, And then it just sets you up to have an unhealthy relationship with food. Mm -hmm. So what diets should people stay away from, in your opinion? Like, So I think when you ask that question, um, the top thing that comes to my mind is a very low-calorie diet. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people assume to lose weight, I just need to eat less, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, there are dangers to eating a very low-calorie diet, you know, especially if you're not fueling your body appropriately. You can lead to a lot of other disruptions in your body like hormone imbalance, even inflammation um, and even sluggish metabolism, because mm-hmm. then your body sort of reacts by operating in more of a low power mode, just trying to hold on to the resources that it is getting. Um, and so interestingly, you know, we'll have a lot of um, patients come in who are not eating enough, and they're not losing weight, mm-hmm. because it's, you know, inhibiting their met- metabolic health. Um so I would say we definitely caution against very low calorie diets, and we want to make sure that people are eating enough to fuel their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, another diet that comes to mind or a, a way of eating per se is mm-hmm. the the intermittent fasting. Yeah, um, that's really popular right now. Yes. And it can be a good fit for many, um, especially men. The research really points towards more um, positive outcomes in men. Um, but specifically women who have any sort of hormone imbalance or thyroid issue, mm-hmm. or even those who are trying to get pregnant, um, I would say that intermittent fasting would not be a good fit for those patients because it actually puts a lot of stress um, mm-hmm. on the body and can disrupt um, some of those female issues. Uh, in case anybody doesn't
0: know what intermittent fasting is, do you
1: want to talk?
0: Like, yeah, say what it is? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So. There are a couple of different approaches that can be taken, but most commonly um, is sort of this 16-8 ratio in which 16 hours of the day you're fasting and then you're only eating in an eight-hour window. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people will, for instance, say my eating window is from 12 p.m. until 8 p.m. um, and then they won't eat again until 12 p.m. Mm -hmm. the next day gotcha. That's yes. So and
0: and like what's the science behind it I guess I'm asking. Sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So um specifically there are some studies that show that it can improve insulin sensitivity okay. um which is a really great thing for insulin resistance and and even weight management um and then for a lot of people um what it can do is it can just help set your metabolic curve for the day um, but again the men are going to be um, in that category that have more positive outcomes. And sometimes for women, um, it can be a good fit. But I would recommend doing that under the supervision of a dietitian. Mm -hmm.
0: So what does it matter what you're eating in those eight hours
1: that you're eating? Uh, Some would say no, of course, we would say yes, Um, you know, to maximize your efforts, certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the research really points towards the biggest benefit is giving um, really your pancreas, that rest for that 16 hour period. Um, and it can be, you know, beneficial um, in that regard. Cool. Awesome.
0: So just in general, when we you were kind of touching on this a little while ago, when should you be counting calories, counting carbs? Like?
1: Sure. Um, I think there are pros and cons. Yeah. Um, And so it's never our first approach or our fir- first recommendation. But I think counting calories and carbs can help to increase awareness, Mm -hmm. especially if you feel like, you know, I'm really trying to make healthy choices. I feel like I'm doing a good job with portion control, but I'm just not seeing any Mm -hmm. positive results from it. Um, That's when I'll say, you know what? It might help to just take a couple of days, log Mm -hmm. what you're eating into something like MyFitnessPal or one of those various apps um, where you can kind of, Log in what you're eating and the portions that you're eating and have more of that awareness. And sometimes for people, they're eating a lot more than they thought. Mm-hmm. And then for others, they're eating a lot less than they should be. Um, and so that can help us in two ways. A lot of times, if, again, if people are under eating, it sounds counterproductive. But if yeah. they're under eating, they're not going to lose weight effectively. Um, and so that's a that's a helpful tool in that regard. And then we can also look at other pieces of information like fiber. A lot of people are not eating enough fiber, Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the big key nutrients we focus on for disease prevention, cholesterol management, blood sugar management, and gut health. Um, And so it helps to see that. And especially when you consider that, you know, for women, you want to be consuming 25 to 30 grams of fiber a day, and then for men, 30 to 35. And sometimes people will look at their intake and it's, you Know mm-hmm. more like five to ten grams, and it's like, oh, that's a good area that we can, you know, work yeah. on.
0: What's up? What's what are some good foods to like get fiber in, like, like not sure. quickly or whatever? You yeah, know?
1: yeah. I think, um, some of the simple solutions are, um, berries are probably the highest fiber fruit that you can focus on. Mm-hmm. So, just eating a cup of berries a day, just incorporating that into your day can get you up to 10 grams of fiber, um, depending on which berry that you choose. And then also a lot of nuts and seeds can be really great. Um, I usually encourage people as a high fiber snack to do an apple with the skin on it. Cause that's where the fiber is. Okay. Um, with two tablespoons of peanut butter or almond butter, and then stir some chia seeds into the peanut okay. butter. All
0: right. Um, that's, I, I do eat apples and peanut butter pretty often, but there you I've been, been eating chia, I seeds. chia seeds. Okay.
1: Um, And then that right there can give you close to almost 15 grams of fiber. And if you think about needing, you know, 25 a day for women, it's like, you know, you're over almost halfway there. Um, So that can be, you know, really helpful um, just to be more intentional with knowing what those high fiber foods are. Um, In terms of carbohydrates, I will tell you, um, I coordinate our diabetes program. So I do see a lot of patients with diabetes and a lot of times we're trying to troubleshoot blood sugar issues. Mm -hmm. So those are the patients. It's even more important to look at those grams of carbohydrate for. Um, And so, you know, having it kind of mapped out does increase awareness because sometimes, you know, we're, again, eating a lot more than we realize Mm -hmm. just because eating can be so mindless.
0: Yes, absolutely. And like you hear all the time, people are saying, oh, I'm going on a low carb diet. Right. Like, you know, you never know if, if that's actually working or not, if you're not, sure, you know. Sure, sure. So when you like are do like healthy eating and stuff, do you believe in cheat days?
1: So I will tell you this. Um, I fully believe that if you are making healthy choices mm-hmm. majority of the time, then you can absolutely have intentional splurges and it's not going to sabotage your health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in any way. And you shouldn't ever have to feel guilty for for eating those foods. Um, I think the more important thing is what are you doing on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know,
0: what should you be doing on a regular basis?
1: Right. So on, on a regular basis, you know, I would say some of the most important things to focus on are making water your primary beverage, you know, really considering what are you drinking in a 24 hour period, because often those are the mindless calories or mm-hmm. added sugars um that can be pretty sneaky. So just sort of evaluating what you're drinking on a daily basis, that can be a really great goal to work towards um, is just drinking water majority of the time. Um, and then in addition to that, um, just setting yourself up for success by having a source of protein, fat, and fiber mm-hmm. at all of your meals, um, which is what gives you that good balance. Because a lot of times if you're not getting that balance you're gonna be pretty hungry shortly thereafter eating, Mm -hmm. kind of setting you up for more of that grazing to go on in between Mm -hmm. meals. Yes, Um, And so that's why even with the food logs, um, we can sort of look at how your meals are balanced to make sure are you maximizing your fullness, you know, to prevent extra cravings and things like that, but making sure that we can check that box for protein, fat, and fiber, Um, and again, I um, touched on some of those fiber-rich sources, but specifically one of the most nutrient-dense sources of the fiber are the vegetables. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we all know we should be eating more vegetables. So, you know, simple things like maybe instead of having rice with your meal, swap that out and use some cauliflower rice. That can be a great way mm-hmm. to get fiber-rich vegetables in a part of your meal, Um, you know, using some of those kind of swaps, even for pastas, we'll recommend like the lentil and the chickpea pastas um, that just help you get in a lot more fiber and nutrients. So being intentional, again, with the protein, fat, and fiber Mm -hmm. at the meals and even the snacks can just set you up for success. Um, And then in addition to that, like I mentioned with, you know, having those intentional splurges, just making adjustments in your day if you do feel like you get off track. And so, for example, um, you know, let's say that you're going to brunch with some friends mm-hmm. over the weekend and you know for a fact that healthy eating is not a yeah. priority. Or getting the <laughs> Yes, exactly. So then basically you just make adjustments for the rest of the day. You drink more water. Maybe for your snack that day, you snack on some vegetables with hummus or guacamole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later that day, you know, you just have some lean protein and vegetables for your dinner. Um, and I think a lot of times for people, the mentality is, oh, well, I already messed up. I may as well just eat junk the rest yeah, of the, the day. the Tomorrow's wash. a new yeah. day. You yeah. Know? And it's like. It doesn't have to be that way. Correct. And so it's like that splurge really wouldn't have, you know, mattered all that much if you hadn't turned it into a whole yeah. day of unhealthy eating that can just sort of set you back a little bit. Awesome. So can you talk a little, I hear the term mindful eating a lot. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Yes. And we really focus in on that with all of our patients, um, because we believe that's such a key element to healthy eating. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and really when I say mindful eating, um, what comes to mind is just being more present and engaged for your meals and really allowing your hunger and fullness cues to guide your food choices. Um and so some of the practical tips that we give which I always preach to myself as I mm-hmm. say them um but I'd say maybe number 1 is to limit distractions um when you're eating and avoid multitasking. Okay. So um basically what that would look like is when you're eating you want to be fully present. You want to think about what your food tastes like, pay attention to the textures and eat slowly. Put your fork down in between bites. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. really a lost art in our society today because I...
0: We eat in front of the TV every day. Yes,
1: we eat in front of the TV or we're, you know, doing 10 different things. We're on the phone. We're also watching TV and, you know, it can be really important to just sit, relax and enjoy your meal. And the studies show that it actually leads to a more fulfilling eating experience and helps you eat less later. Um, So that would be probably the first thing. Um, And then also... I think especially when it comes to snacking, really pausing to ask yourself, am I really hungry or am I eating because I'm bored, Mm -hmm. stressed, angry, lonely, Um, you know, and making sure if you're eating in response to one of those emotions that you're trying Mm -hmm. to channel that towards something other than food. Um, and you know, certainly I tell everybody, if you're hungry, your stomach is growling, you are hungry. That's an indication that your body needs some fuel and Mm -hmm. you need to eat. Um, but really just getting in that habit of kind of pausing and asking yourself that question can be helpful. And then even checking in midway through your meal and asking yourself, am I still hungry or am I eating because it's there? Um, yeah. And I feel that, you know, especially here in the South, we grew up on the clean your plate syndrome. It's like you're going to bed early if you don't eat all your food. Um, And so, you know, it's interesting um, because right before I came over here today, um, I was eating a big, nice plate of syrups. And I was like, oh, I'm so full, but this is so good. And you just want to keep eating because Mm -hmm. it tastes good. But really getting in that habit of like closing the putting Mm the top on, you know, just making yourself pay attention to your body and eating to the place of contentment versus that miserable feeling of fullness. It can make such a big difference. Um, And then I do encourage people to consider that it does take about 20 minutes after eating for your digestive system to communicate to your brain that you're full and that you've had enough. And so a lot of times we don't even give that window of time. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, inclined to maybe go get seconds or if you have had a snack and you're like golly that mm-hmm. didn't do it I'm, i need another snack um just remember that a lot of times it can take you know at least 20 minutes to even communicate to your brain that you're full and that you've had enough so there is this constant conversation going on between our digestive system yeah. and our brain i mean
0: that makes sense because like when you go to a restaurant and you order appetizer you eat the appetizer and then you're you think you're so, like starving, yes. you know, you got a 30 minute wait or whatever, <laughs> but then you come in with the entree and you're like, you eat three bites. You're like, Oh, I'm full.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what comes to mind.
0: Awesome. So we've been talking about things like nutrition and mindful eating. Are these things people should be discussing like with their young kids?
1: Yes. I think early intervention is key. Um, So even thinking to like when they're toddlers and they just want to snack all day, you know, it can be important to set boundaries up there and redirect to different activities because what often happens, not only with children, but adults Mm -hmm. also, is that if there's this excessive grazing all day, then you're less hungry at mealtime where all of the nutrient-dense food sources are, and so it can be easy to fill up on more of the empty calories, um, So just sort of setting them up for success with having really balanced meals for them, again, can kind of prevent some of that splurging on, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the junk foods in between. Um, This could also be really important, which I think goes hand in hand with mindful eating. And that is being careful not to force them to eat all of the food on their plate. Mm -hmm. um, Because research really shows that a lot of these forced and threatened foods are less tolerated in adulthood. Um, That
0: just probably explained my whole childhood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So kids do tend to be natural, intuitive eaters. Um, So you want to have them in that practice of listening to their bodies.
0: So, okay. So what's your best tip for um, starting that healthy relationship with food, with your kids?
1: Absolutely. So I think live by example, Um, modeling that healthy eating for them is going to be so important. Um, And involving them in the cooking and shopping process goes a long way. Um, You know, even as simple as letting them pick, hey, what fruit and vegetable do you want to have in your lunchbox this week? Um, You know, I'm thinking it's great to have them in the store because they can visualize everything. But, hey, even for the days of Target and Walmart pickup, even Mm -hmm. browsing, you know, and showing them pictures and and letting them choose and giving them that ownership – Um, can really increase their acceptance of healthy food when they feel like they've had the opportunity to choose that for themselves. Um, And I think exposing them at a young age to a variety of fruits and vegetables, um, again, like I said, letting them be involved in the cooking process can be really helpful and impactful. Um, And then, you know, really avoiding any sort of conversation about weight and size as it relates to food. Um, you want to be very careful as a parent not to create any sort of, um, you know, negative associations for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was kind of my next question. Does um having a healthy relationship with food and like a healthy relationship with your body, does that like go hand in hand?
1: Absolutely. And um, we see all the time that weight does not mm-hmm. define health. Um, you know, we'll have Person A come in at what would be considered a healthy weight, be in a very unhealthy state, um, and so you know it's it's really against normal biology to expect your body won't change throughout your life, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that you know really making sure that you are avoiding things like negative self talk, um, comparison, and unrealistic standards. Um, is is incredibly important and really even trying to change the conversation from food helping me look a certain way Mm -hmm. um, to food helping me feel a certain way and perform a certain way for instance eating for more energy and you know less GI symptoms more mental clarity um, and even endurance during activity all of those things can can make a big difference Um, especially because often um, what we see in these individuals who have this negative body image is that it can create a lot of disordered eating patterns. Um, And so we want to really shift that emphasis um, and and really prioritize health and wellness for Mm -hmm. them versus just the number on the scale. Awesome. All right. Well, those are all great tips and stuff.
0: Uh, Awesome. I like to do some rapid fire questions. Do you want to dive into these? All right. Do you prefer salty or sweet foods? Definitely sweet. What's your like go-to sweet?
1: Oh, man. Hmm. There are so many. I know. <laughs> um, I would probably say dark chocolate for sure.
0: I was about to say, I just got into um, the Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Ooh,
1: those are so good. Yes. yeah. I'm a sucker for anything like that. Peanut mm-hmm. butter chocolate. I'm with you, girl.
0: Yeah, that is a good one. It's Reese's egg season right oh, now. Yes,
1: I know. All right. What advice
0: do you have for someone wanting to get into your field?
1: Ooh. Okay. So I would definitely recommend shadowing, networking. Um, you know, I think that shadowing dietitians can really help give you an idea of what that day-to-day looks like mm-hmm. um, and, and certainly help you know if that's something that you feel like you would enjoy doing. And really a dietician can do so many different things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I would just recommend, Hey, finding someone who is currently doing something that you feel like you would enjoy doing and, and try to see if you can reach out and shadow them. Awesome. What TV show are you binging right now? Okay. So my husband and I are late to the game, but we just, Subscribe to the Magnolia Network, and so we're watching all the new fixer-uppers. Okay, and yeah. We're a sucker for a good home reno, so that's what we've been watching. Awesome.
0: What's worse, doing laundry or doing the dishes?
1: Hmm. I'm definitely going to have to say doing the dishes. I agree, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly, laundry does not even bother me. Yeah. Um, but the dishes, especially if you let them build up, you know. Yeah. And that's just a daunting task. I do have a motto in my house, no dish left behind because I feel like if I leave dishes overnight, then Mm -hmm. they start to stink. Then I dread doing them. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to knock them out. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just kind of a part of what I do every day. Gotcha. Where's your, uh, what
0: next? What's the next vacation you're going on?
1: Actually, um, I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks to Rosemary Beach. Oh, yes, in the that's world. a good one. Um, so I'm super excited. That's exciting. Um,
0: is there any room for alcohol when you're living a healthy lifestyle?
1: Yes, as with many other things, again, you you want to be mindful of, you know, the frequency and the quantity, of course. And then, you know, that does depend on your current state of health. But I would say that, yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. um, especially in moderation. Um, and especially, you know, choosing something like a wine that would also have some health benefits um, could Love be a hear. plus. Yes.
0: All right. Um, are you reading any books right now?
1: Brogan, I am not a reader. I must. Fully, I'm not either. I, must fully <laughs> I don't know why I <laughs> asked people this. I haven't read a book in years. Yeah, I, I want to be a reader. And I buy the books off Mm -hmm. Amazon, and I read a few pages, have all these goals, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, no,
0: I feel that. I've asked multiple people this. (laughs) Like, I haven't read anything in years. Right. All right. Well, do you have anything else that you want our audience to know?
1: I would just tell you that if you had any sort of um, health issue that you're dealing with, or if you have any health goals that you're working on... I would highly encourage you to get connected with a dietitian mm-hmm. um, because we really believe that food is medicine. Um, and we have seen time and time again that food has so many therapeutic effects in the body. So get connected with a dietitian and I promise you won't regret it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Okay. Thanks for going beyond the chart follow Baton Rouge General on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for behind the scenes, upcoming episodes, and more. Feel free to subscribe and leave a review.